Welcome to the Christian History Podcast, Chapter 8, Episode 42. Last week, I covered the marking of the passing of seasons known as Tekafot, the place Mineth, and the cultural significance of Sibyliths. If you missed that episode, you should really go back and give it a listen. This week, I'm picking up where I left off in Judges 12 and pressing forward. And with that, let's get started. Next up in Judges are three less well-known judges, Ibzin, Elon, and Abdin. All told, these three judged Israel for a combined 25 years and merited 125 words. But to our benefit, there are a few places to cover mentioned in these short passages. Ibsen was from Bethlehem, but I'm saving that place for later. Elon was buried at Ajehon, a place I covered in Volume 1, Chapter 7, Episode 33, and released in June of 2021. Abdin was the son of Hillel, the Pirithonite, which does, finally, give me a new place. Pirithon was an ancient town mentioned in the Old Testament. Its exact location is unknown, though the name is similar to the modern Ferida, itself located about 7 miles, 11 kilometers southwest of Sheshkon. While some think of this as the same place, nearly as large of a number disagree. So it goes sometimes. Everyone gives various reasons for the agreement or disagreement. By way of example, the 12th century A.D. Samaritan Chronicle calls Ferita by a different name, Ophra, and places the ancient city a bit further to the north. There's also the thought that Ferita lies to the north of the main course of the Wadi Cana, which formed the southern border of Manasseh, as given in Joshua 17. Do note, though, that this wadi has numerous tributaries, and attempting to nail a location to this one or that is exceedingly problematic. In some versions of the Septuagint, it was rendered as Ferathon, likely because it was thought to be on a hill. Besides being the home of Hillel, the father of the judge Abdon, it was also where Benaiah, one of King David's captains, sometimes recorded as one of his mighty warriors, it was where he was from. And that's it for Pirathon, and also for Judges 12. Judges 13 brings us to the birth of who's probably the most well-known judge, Samson. After Abdon, the Israelites sinned for 40 years, falling under the control of the Philistines. Sometime during this two-generation period, we're introduced to a certain man of Zorah, of the tribe of Dan, named Manoah. And while I've covered Samson, I have not covered his parents. If you want the deep dive into Samson, it can be found in Volume 2, Chapter 8, Episodes 16-18. through 18. Samson's father Manoah played a part in nearly all of the four chapters that are part of his narrative. His mother is nearly equally important, though she is never named in the text. But, according to tradition, she was called either Hazeloponi or Zeloponith. More on these two names in a few minutes. As for his father, 
Manoah's name translates as rest. According to the text, Manoah was from the tribe of Dan, living in the city of Zorah. Until Samson was born, his wife was barren. Samson was their first child, but maybe not the only one. According to rabbinic tradition, they also had a daughter named either Nishyon or Nashin. Like I mentioned a minute ago, I covered the story of Samson in depth in previous episodes, so I'll skip over the less pertinent details. Manoah and his wife were childless, but the angel of the Lord appeared to Manoah's wife and told her that she would give birth to a son. The child was to be dedicated from the womb as a Nazarite, meaning there were restrictions on his diet, which the angel spelled out in detail. The woman told her husband, A man of God came to me. Manoah prayed, and the angel returned to instruct the both of them. After the angel left, Manoah told his wife, We shall surely die, because we have seen God, which was the general thought at the time. Later, after Samson was grown, Manoah, along with his wife, tried to talk Samson out of marrying a Philistine woman. They were unable to change his mind and traveled with him to the Philistine city of Timnah for the wedding ceremony. This part of the text was the last mention of Samson's parents. Until after Samson's death, when his family retrieved his body and buried him in his father's tomb. Slightly outside of the Old Testament narrative, Samson's birth has special importance for some Christians, more specifically Catholics, due to its similarity to the Annunciation to the Virgin Mary. More specifically when, in Christianity, the announcement by the angel Gabriel to the Virgin Mary that she would conceive a son. As for Samson's mother, she is known as either Hazelopony or Zeloponith in some traditions. Hazelopony translates as the shade-facing. Note that the name gets a mention in 1 Chronicles 4. In this chapter, a man of Judah is named, specifically Edom along with his sons Jezreel, Ishma, and Idbash, which is typical for biblical lineage. What's not typical is that their sister is also named Hazelopony. No reason is specifically given in the text for this, and this is the only place in the entirety of the Bible this name is given, so there had to be a reason for it. But that reason is never mentioned. As for Zeloponith, this name is used for Manoah's wife and Samson's mother in certain Midrash sources. It's in these writings that Samson's sister is named, and that's it for Samson's parents, with nothing in the outside record about either. Judges 13 does end with two new places, Zorah and Eshtol. I'll end this episode with both. Zorah was an Old Testament town in the Judean foothills. It is identified as being near the village of Sarah, and more commonly with the hill known as Tel Zorah. This tell is on the crest of a hill overlooking the valley of Sorek, at an elevation of about 1,150 feet, 350 meters, placing it some 14 miles, 23 kilometers west of Jerusalem, 
More on Zora in a minute. Zora is thought to be the same as Zoria, which explains why some translations of Joshua 15 list one form, and other translations the other. Joshua also mentions it as being in the territory of Judah, though it was on their border with Dan. Given the Samson story, it was likely the Danites who occupied Zorah. Speaking of that story, Zorah was the birthplace of Samson. Samson's grave is recorded as being near the city. The historian Josephus wrote that in his time, it was a village called Saraset. According to Second Chronicles, the city was fortified by the 10th century BC king of the United Israel, Rehoboam, the son of Solomon and the grandson of David. In the outside record, Zorah was mentioned along with Ajahan in the 14th century BC Amarna letters as a city attacked by the Apiru. Recall that the Apiru are generally regarded as mercenaries. As for the modern place Asara, it was described in the 19th century as being on a low hill that is bare and white, though it did have olive groves to the north of the village. Today, the village is gone, replaced by a pine forest, though the ruins continue to be investigated by archaeologists. They've uncovered caves, tombs, cisterns, and wine presses. In fact, two wine presses were carved into the rock, one of which was covered with mosaic. A rock-hewn altar was found just below the tell. This altar is sometimes called Manoah's altar, after Samson's father. And that's Zora. Last this week is the place Eshtol, said to be near Zora. It's about four miles, six kilometers north of Beth Shemesh. Backing up, way up, well before the Old Testament period, in the 21st century, Israeli archaeologists uncovered the ruins of a structure dating to about 8,000 BC. This makes it the oldest structure found in this region, the Judean hills. Fast forwarding several millennia, Eshtol was allotted to the tribe of Dan and located on the border of the tribe of Judah, a situation similar to Zorah. Joshua 15 listed as being a city in the plain, but in reality, it is located between the plain and the hill country. According to the biblical narrative, Samson began to be agitated by the Spirit of God in the camp of Dan, the district between Zorah and Eshtol. After his death in Gaza, Samson's body was brought back for burial in the tomb of his father, Manoah, which was between Eshtol and Zorah. A short period later, when the tribe of Dan decided to relocate, five scouts from Eshtol and Zorah were sent out to find a suitable place. There is a modern place with the same name and in the same general location. And that's Eshtol, the last place I'll cover in Judges 13, which provides me with a good stopping point for this week's episode. Join me next week when I'll pick up in Chapter 14, you don't want to miss it. Comments and questions can be sent to comments at christianhistorypodcast.com. As always, you can find information about the podcast on the internet at christianhistorypodcast.com.
this week. Help others to find the podcast by leaving a positive review on iTunes or wherever you get the podcast from. You can find the Facebook page by searching the phrase Christian History Podcast as three separate words. Once there, be sure to like the page so that it's easier to find later. Finally, if you're enjoying the podcast, subscribe so you get the episodes as soon as they are released and you don't miss out. Thanks for listening and have a great week.